We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. (laughs) Oh my God. The Philadelphia. (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, Giant fans, I'm with you. I am with you. All together now, we should all sing it together. Instead of fly, Eagles, fly. Die, Eagles, die. <laughs> on the, on road the road to misery. D-I-E-E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. <laughs> all a bunch of losers. <laughs> Giant fans, congratulations. I know it's been a long time since you experienced a Super Bowl championship. But the last not that long, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, the whole group's not fifty-five years, bro. I wasn't bringing my team on. I know, but damn, I mean, just like you're, you're like haunting us. No, or no, no, no. Today I come in peace. Today I come in. I come in solidarity. Uh-huh. The last forty-eight hours have been some of the greatest days this fan base has seen in a long time. Because we witnessed on Sunday the Dallas Cowboys get absolutely embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And last night was the culmination of something that should stun nobody. The culmination of one of the great sports collapses we have ever seen. Tiki, the Philadelphia Eagles went from being in the Super Bowl, being very close to winning a Super Bowl, to blaming the turf, to Nick Sirianni is so lovable, he's amazing, he's the greatest, into, yeah, we're not playing great, but we're off to a 10-1 and start, <sighs> into one of the most epic sports collapses of all time, capped off by Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield sending them home. Trey Palmer is still running because <laughs> James Bradbury can't make a tackle. The Eagles are dead. Congratulations, Giant fans. So the best thing about this is that the Eagles and the Cowboys are now sitting at home wondering what the hell their futures mean. They have no idea. A year ago, the Cowboys thought, okay, we're just a little bit away. We need to get rid of our offensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy. Come back and do what you do well. Call the plays. Dak's going to be fantastic. He's going to have a bounce back year after leading the league in interceptions. And what happens? Bounce in the first round of the postseason. No, no. Embarrassed in the wild card yes, round. Yes, please throw that in there. They didn't the just lose. Round. Oh, yeah. They got destroyed by an upstart. <laughs> the imperative word is upstart Green Bay Packers squad. The Philadelphia Eagles, a year ago, they're in the Super Bowl. We're talking about how Jalen Hurts, who's making, what, 50-something million dollars a year after his rewarded contract, is going to be the best quarterback in the NFC East, maybe one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC, and right now he can't get out of his own way. <laughs> and this all goes back to the to the Jets game. We go back to the Jets. Really? Loss. You're going right. to give us some credit I, here? I, I, I am going to give you some credit because that was the first time where you 
paid attention and scratched your head. Now, there were some signs early on for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just eh, It doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, maybe they're just getting over the loss of C.J. Gardner-Johnson and some of these other defensive pieces, which they thought were expendable. And, yeah, they hold on to Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They'll be fine, even though they're over their 30s, and they wanted to get rid of both of them. But the point is, the Eagles had some early signs of this is not quite right, and the Jets' loss was the first one. And then from there, it spiraled. So I give you Jets and you Jet fans and Jet players and even Jet coaches some credit for exposing what was about to happen to the Philadelphia Eagles. And right now, the Cowboys and the Eagles have zero idea how to find answers going into 2024. To me, as a Giant fan, that's awesome. No, no doubt. There are many aspects of the Eagle collapse we'll get into as the show rolls on. But off the top, over the last two days... And I feel this partially with you, Giant fans, because I am a, I am a New Yorker. And one thing that we definitely share a bond on is our dislike for the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> so last night, there was no question where my rooting interest was. My rooting interest was squarely. And, and that's taking my personal vendetta against Todd Bowles aside. Like, I don't love Todd Bowles, but I put my dislike for Philadelphia ahead of everything. And last night, I needed something to make me feel better. Because Jacques Vaughn doesn't know how to coach a freaking NBA team. So I needed something, and none of that later. Don't worry, I won't bring it up again. But I needed something to distract me. And last night, watching the demise of the Eagles, and you really didn't know it was over, over to late third quarter, if we're being honest, because it was still a close game, despite how much Tampa was out playing Philadelphia. But the destruction in that fourth quarter, the look on Nick Sirianni's face, the look on Jalen Hurts' face, the look on all those poor schmucks who took a plane to Tampa to watch the Eagles against the Buccaneers, that made me happy. But I also know that Giant fans enjoyed the misery of Sunday. Because you witnessed the Dallas Cowboys get absolutely embarrassed. And I keep racking my brain. Giant fans, what gave you more pleasure? (laughs) Was it the destruction of the Philadelphia Eagles, which was this long-winded storyline of them collapsing and blowing the division and you guys kicking their ass week 18 into losing in the first round of the playoffs? Or was it that kind of short shock of the Dallas Cowboys getting dismembered by the Green Bay Packers. And I go back and forth on which one would give me more pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I ask the soon-to-be Hall of Fame giant running back and the lunatic giant fan, (laughs) which one gave you more? Well, I think the the better release was the Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) So the Eagles, you kind of felt like it was happening. They played terrible down the stretch. And... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a team that anybody had any expectation to going into this season. They lose Tom Brady, the best quarterback ever, blah, blah, blah. He's 45 years old. But, I mean, dare I say it, they play better without Tom Brady this year. Baker just gives them more options in what they're going to do offensively. Uh, but to me, the Cowboys felt like it came out of nowhere. How dominant the Cowboys were at home in particular this year. Now, part of that was because they beat up the Cow- they beat up the Giants, they beat up the Jets, they beat up some other teams at home that were not very good, but you expected them to just at least show up. They didn't get off of the bus, not even the bus. They don't take the bus. They didn't get out of their own cars uh, down at AT&T Stadium. So to me, the surprise and the more fulfilling one was the Cowboys getting destroyed. I mean, that game was over at halftime. No, you're right. I mean, this is a lot like annual holidays, right? We love Thanksgiving. We love Christmas. We love Fourth of July. Evan probably loves Earth Day or whatever else he loves. 
I love Cowboy Elimination Day, but it's never a surprise. Now, giving up 48 points at home might have been a surprise, but we knew inevitably in August, even after week one, when Cowboy fans called like Mario and taunted me, we knew that day was coming. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't know the full extent of the Eagle collapse. Yes, we saw it the last few weeks, right. but they were still a 10-1 and football team. And just because we saw signs of it, the finishing blow of losing to the a lousy— Now, look, they played better, but the lousy NFC South champion in that spot, knowing that the Eagles are still a team that were in a Super Bowl a year ago— and knowing that they're probably not going to win a Super Bowl now if Sirianni doesn't stick around the Hurts, I'm sorry— I am full-blown out of hand sanitizer watching the Eagles lose <laughs> where the Cowboys I'm just used to that day happen. That's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. It is very interesting when you analyze these two collapses as Giant fans because you're right in terms of the shock value, as you said, Tiki, uh-huh. of Dallas getting embarrassed. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Bad. But I mean, look sh- what they scored at home. No, I get it. But Sean's also right that you kind of knew there's no way Dallas is getting to the Super Bowl. While with Philadelphia, we saw them get there yeah. last year. They were just there. Yeah. Maybe they would figure it out. But yeah, I if, think- they, if they win yesterday, you never know. Oh, boy, here they are. They're back. But I, I think that the issue with the, with, the, with the Eagles, it was just ignored. Like, we didn't talk about it. Like, nobody's talked about the changes that happened defensively and the guys that they lost and the guys that they were trotting out there, one of whom they wanted to cut. Darius Slay, there were reports that they were going to cut him, mm. and they never did, and yet he was out there, and he played terrible, as did James Bradbury. These guys didn't want to tackle. They got they got exposed by, I don't know, David Moore, right, and Trey Palmer, the two littlest wide receivers on Tampa. I mean, forget what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and Kate Otten And did. by the way, those guys, Mike Evans and Kate Otten, how many drops did they have in this game? Right. This should have been <laughs> They absolutely could have been worse. So I think, for me, the Eagles, like, they just ignored their biggest issue. Like, there was a big elephant that was sitting down there in Philly uh, around the defense, including the new coordinator, right? They lose Jonathan Gannon. They bring in Sean Desai, who was not prepared for the job, gets gets sat down, and you throw Matt Patricia in there. Like, there was this massive little elephant sitting right there about their defense that nobody wanted to talk about. Because they have Jalen Hurts, I, um, and they have all these offensive talent. The push push. We just didn't. We just didn't like pay attention to it, and it came back to bite them. And wild card weekend. I down go back and forth so much on this because the Eagle fan, and I know we've got Eagle fans listening because you guys are sort of weird. You live in South Jersey, some mm-hmm. of you, and you cross over. Because I've met many Eagle fans who are like, "Hey." I'm a diehard Met fan. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Football, I'm an Eagle guy. Baseball, I'm a Met guy. I went to a Net Sixers playoff game last year, and I met a lot of Philadelphia 76er fans who are like, oh, yeah, big fan of the show. And I'm like, why? (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, big Met fan. And I'm like, excuse me? One guy I met was like, yeah, big Sixer fan, but I'm also an Eagle fan. And I'm like, what? So I know that there's this weird mix in South Jersey. So I say this. With a little bit of peace, peace and love. You guys are so obnoxious. Mm. And I think you're more obnoxious than Cowboy fans. Because I think at the end of the day, Cowboy fans, they know where they this is. They accept where their flaws are. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. The Cowboy fan knows, yeah, Dak's overrated. Right. Yeah, we're not getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah. The Eagle fan doesn't because they've experienced the opposite of it. They were in a Super Bowl last year. So seeing the Eagle fan cry, that gives me as a New Yorker more joy than the Cowboy fan kind of fulfilling their self-fulfilling prophecy of always losing. <laughs> and so that's why I lean a little bit, even though I'm not shocked by what happened last night, and I don't think any of us should be. I think the Eagles told us over the last few weeks, we're not good. We're a wounded bird. We saw week 18 against the Giants. They have made it obvious for all of us to see. That's why yesterday at the end of the show when we're making our picks, I said on the air what I thought was going to happen, which is what happened. Tampa would beat them. The Cowboy thing really did come more out of left field, but I think what pushes me towards enjoying the Philadelphia loss more is the crying that's going on in the city of Philadelphia. The crying that's going on in South Philly from some of our friends and neighbors. Oh, no. (laughs) And I love the fact that they've turned on Nick Sirianni. They want to fire him already? Well, (laughs) a year ago when Nick Sirianni was the toast of the town, I remember saying this on the radio, and I meant this with respect, but I really felt this way. I said, Nick Sirianni's got a punchable face. (laughs) A very punchable face. (laughs) I remember when you said that. But in that moment... Everybody in Philly, they wanted to kiss him. They wanted to hug him. Mm. They loved him. Remember when he was crying there in America, the beautiful, at the Super Bowl? It was like a beloved moment. I saw through it. I said, this guy's a freaking fraud. Oh, it's going to turn bad. Mm. And Nick Sirianni has authored the greatest heel turn we have ever seen. Because it literally took the Eagle fans like a six-week period to go from this is our Vince Lombardi right. to this is our Adam Gates. Well, I mean, the problem is that he, he's, he was such a jerk on the way up. Right, he like mocked you and like, come on, Chiefs! Like we want you, Chiefs. Whatever. Yeah. Like he was, he was a jerk on the way up. Yeah. So on the way down, guess what? We get to be the same. Right? And look, I, I don't want to see anybody fired ever, but it would be great for the turmoil that it caused in the NFC East. Now, like every team has a coaching issue. It's the, the Commanders don't have a coach. Everybody wants to file McCarthy. Now everybody wants to file Sirianni and Brian Dable's an ass. So hey, like, what, like, might what, be the longest tenured ass in yeah, the NFC East right. by the end of the week. What the hell is going on in the NFC East? All the coaches are at so join the club. Join, the, join club. the club, Eagles. And I want to pick a specific <laughs> moment as a fan sitting there on a Monday night, still pissed off that Jacques Vaughn doesn't know how to coach a basketball team. I want to pick a moment in which I thought that was it for Nick Sirianni. This was the moment where he lost a football game and lost a locker room. Now, you've played, mm-hmm. so I can see you saying to me, Evan, you're putting much more into this than you would imagine. So correct me if I'm wrong, or put me on your shoulders and say, Evan, you're a football savant. Are you ready? Let me hear it. The Philadelphia Eagles score a touchdown. Dallas Goddard finds the end zone, and it makes it 16-9. The Philadelphia Eagles line up to kick an extra point that would make it 16-10. <laughs> At this point in the game, if you're trying to remember where we are, we are late second quarter, Okay. And offsides is called on Tampa Bay uh-huh. on the extra point attempt. So now Philadelphia has a choice. Nick Sirianni's got a choice. He can just kick the extra point, make it 16-10. Why not? You're a touchdown away from going ahead. Or because now it's at the one-yard line, you can go for two. There was no reason in the world outside of desperation and arrogance to go for two in that spot. Yep. And Nick Sirianni did. 
And here's the feeling I got sitting at home when he decides to go for two. And we all know what play he's calling. He's calling the tush push. (laughs) The play that the Eagles are automatic at. The play that's become so successful. You've got babies on the other side saying it needs to be banned. The tush push. When he lined up his team for a tush push, Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, self, this is not really worth it. No. Like, if you get it, okay. You're up by five. Like, what's, I mean, you're down by five. Right. What's the point? But when he failed and that stadium exploded because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did something that so few teams have been able to do, and that stopped the tush push. The tush push. I said to my wife, who was sleeping, I said, they're done. Yeah. And no one responded. Yeah. And I said it again. I said, honey, honey, they're done. <laughs> and then they're half asleep. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, they have just failed on the play they've perfected. And even <laughs> though it's 16-9 and the game isn't over, I can feel the air coming out of that sideline. The <laughs> arrogance and the confidence that we have a play no one can stop. The tush push just got stopped. And it was for no real benefit. Yes. And I thought in that moment, yes, it's a one-score game. Yes, a lot can change. Nick Sirianni got desperate and arrogant all at the same time. And I knew in that moment they are effed. Am I reading too much into it? No, you're not, actually. More importantly, your wife lying next to you asleep, <laughs> and you yell, honey, they tried the tush push? What do right. you think they the were going to we're going to try to get the kids out of bed. <laughs> Can we push these kids out of bed? I want to do something with your tush. What? I'm not following you, honey. Look, it, it, it might have forced Jason Kelsey, fantastic career, Hall of Fame center, into retirement. Because for the first time, a team did what no other team could do, which was stop it. And how did they do it? They undercut with Greg Gaines, undercut Kelsey, stopped him from getting that forward momentum because it's always low man wins. And then you got Vita Vea who is the largest human being that I think I've seen next to Tony Saragusa and Sam Adams, those guys from the Baltimore Ravens that beat us up in 2000, right? Vita Vea is that dude, and he stoned him at the point of attack, yep. and then K.J. Britt jumps over the top and just drags him back across. I mean, that's how you do it, right? You stop the tush push. You took every bit of whatever little momentum the Eagles thought they had yep. and threw it right back in their face. Yes. And the second half was an utter destruction. The game ended... Because of the arrogance and the, I know it sounds like a contradiction, but it was arrogance but it was and the desperation. It was pointless. Arrogance. I know it was. The, there was no point. You down. Right. You kick an extra point. You're down by six points, Nick. You score a touchdown. You're ahead. The tush push. Going for two was like this weird, oh, my God, we scored a touchdown. Let's go for two. We're only at the one-yard line. There was no added benefit. But it was also mixed with an arrogance of nobody can stop this. And on a national stage in the wild card round with 30 million people watching, we saw the Bucks stop them. I looked at that play and said, they're done. And now the Eagles are done and the Cowboys are done. And Giant fans, you had a rough year. You had a rough, rough year. But today is a day where you can and you should smile. Because mm-hmm. ding dong, the witches are dead. <laughs> the toll-free number is 877-337-6666. We'll get to your calls coming up. We'll analyze if the gap is closed in the NFC East and where does Bill Belichick fall into all of this. Plus, I'm going to endorse somebody that needs to be uh, in the new Giants Ring of Honor. We'll get to that coming up in your calls, 877-337-6666. 
Very celebratory day for Giant fans. The Eagles are dead. The Cowboys are dead. What a 48 hours for you. We'll get your calls next, 877-337-6666. But I got to tell you, there is a guy who deserves a lot of credit this afternoon, a guy who deserves a lot of attention, and a guy whose name and number maybe should go up at MetLife Stadium and be honored for generations to look back on. Tell us. And that man is James Bradbury. (laughs) Because James Bradbury not only had two really solid years with the New York Giants, including a Pro Bowl appearance. He was a good player. Good player, right, James Bradbury? He was. Cap casualty. really wasn't because the Giants didn't want him. Just couldn't afford him. Couldn't afford him. Or they knew what would happen. (laughs) They send him, not like purposely because he was a free agent. He signs in Philadelphia, plays all 17 games for the Eagles, and then commits a Super Bowl-defining holding penalty. If that wasn't enough for Giant fans, Eagle fans now blame the referees for their loss to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But wait, James Bradbury meets the media after the Super Bowl and does something that Eagle fans, I think, probably were a little annoyed about. Nah, good call. You got it right. I held. So not, not only does James Bradbury cost the Eagles a Super Bowl by committing a holding penalty, he admits he committed it. And then yesterday... I don't know what the hell he was doing. He missed tackle after tackle after tackle, including the big one that broke the game open to Trey Palmer, in which it should have been like a five-yard gain, and instead it turns into a 56-yard touchdown. What is it called when you go somewhere and you purposely screw it up for them? Uh, You suck at Internal sabotage. Yeah, there's like another term. Like you go there and you're almost doing work. Like you're doing some kind of spy work. Espionage. Es- uh, I don't think it's espionage. No, it's not espionage. Um, that's not man the- on the inside? Right, no, A mole? Like, like subversion. Yeah. Easy there, Tiger. <laughs> like you go somewhere and you Too purposely... Too big of a word, Luke. <laughs> you purposely screw things. Sabotage. Sabotage. There it is. It's almost as if, and this is why you guys should honor him, Giant fans. He gives you two good years. He's a good giant. And then he goes to Philadelphia and sabotages them. He costs them in a Super Bowl and then takes ownership for the penalty, which annoyed Eagle fans. And then he decides in the NFC Super Wild Card round, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to act like I'm allergic to tackling anybody. <laughs> and Trey Palmer's not a big kid. No. By the way, it's his only catch of the game. His only catch, Trey Palmer's two targets, one catch. Easy. It should have been a six-yard gain. Instead, it turns into 56 yards because right. of the greatness of James Bradbury. So, ladies and gentlemen, Giant fans, buy his jersey, celebrate the man. Yes. Next year, week seven, let's put this man in the ring of honor. <laughs> well, on top of that, he also might have driven down his own price, and we might need him for quarterback, too. Oh, so, <laughs> you know what? Stop. Thank you, James. Stop. I mean, he's indicative of the problem with tackling. This is what I said yesterday. You did say I that. said corner play in the NFL sucks. Yes. You heard me say it, and, I'm, and I saw it again last night. There was a lot of bad play last night, but the end result was great. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advanced to the divisional round, and Giant fans are happy. Let's go to Mike in Elmont, New York. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, how you doing? I'm super, super happy Giants fan today, I must say. Um, but I am a little bit disappointed, to be honest, because um, I was really hoping to see the Cowboys lose in the Super Bowl this year, to be honest. <laughs> you wanted to I, get like, that really, far? But the problem is if they re- get yeah. that far, Mike – is if you get it's a one game tournament, right? They could just mess up and win it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, like Sean was saying, we all Giants fans, we know the day is coming. So like, why not have like a national no. holiday? Mike, Mike, and, you're uh, missing it. 
It's 28 years since the Cowboys have even appeared in an NFC championship. I hold that so golden and perfect. I don't even want them getting that far. Yeah, I completely agree with you. As somebody that has been very bitter over the years because all my teams suck, and I find myself rooting against teams with great passion, whether it's the Miami Dolphins, whether it's the New York Knicks, whether it's the New England Patriots, name the team. Right. I want them dead as fast as humanly possible. And while I understand you want to taste tears in February – I want them all gone because (laughs) what it would do for me, and I think this is what it'll do for Giant fans, you're going to watch the playoffs no matter what. It could be two peewee teams playing each other. You're watching the playoffs. Good point. You get to put your feet up. Like when the Detroit Lions face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you put your foot up. You're like, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Like, it takes the pressure off. When you're watching a team that you really, really, really hate. Like, I felt this on Saturday night between Kansas City and Miami. It's like I'm watching the Jets. Because I so passionately want to see those evil aqua bastards lose. So, no. As soon as humanly possible, you would, you should want to get rid of the team you hate. Yeah. yeah. We haven't seen the Cowboys in an NFC Championship game since The Undertaker defeated Bret Hart at the Royal Rumble. We cannot have that drought. Is this going to be a new thing? Oh, You're going to make wrestling references? I know. Oh, am I, I not invited to you and Lugie's party? Do you know how, like, over the head that went of 90% Quickly, who interfered in that match to help Bret Hart? Jose... uh, Jose? No, Diesel. Vin (laughs) Diesel? Kevin Nash. Exactly. So, you know how many people's head that went over? How come you never tell him that when he makes those references? Because he's a nerd. He's allowed to do that. (laughs) But I'm You're not allowed to. So, wait, are you saying I'm cool? You gotta be with me, dude. You got to be on the cool side with me. This is like non, we're not that buying into the wrestling. Barbara, I'm a loser. Cool. By the way, <laughs> speaking of wrestling, a big announcement. And this is true. No sarcasm. Thomas Jefferson, Lou Gower, and I are going to co-host a very special one-hour show. Wait, that's actually happening? That is Lugie. happening. Just confirmed it with the architect. It's done. We don't even go through Spike. We just went right to the architect. No offense, Spike. I still love you. Um, me and Lugie, the Monday after the Royal Rumble. So that's a week, two weeks from yesterday. Yes. At 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. you guys are dismissed. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay in more than welcome to. We actually think the show would benefit from someone that knows nothing about wrestling and wants to, like, watch. So, Tiki, you're more than welcome to stay. I'll hang out. He's going to hang out, and we are going to analyze the Royal Rumble from two days earlier. Uh-huh. That's yeah. confirmed. Now, Sweet. we're looking for a title for the show. Right. So if you have any ideas, tweet it at Loogie or the show account, Evan and Tiki, yep. or Evan Roberts WFA. And the working title right now for this special show is two geeks talk about wrestling. Yes. Do I have to Two watch? losers with no life. Do I have to watch? You have to watch what? The Royal Rumble. It would be preferred, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, i got to spend about, money to actually watch No, you don't have to no, spend you anything. You tell them Peacock. Don't peacock. peacock. Oh, I do have Peacock. Peacock. I can't wait. Yeah. By the way, The Royal Wedding. The Royal Wedding what? That's the name of the show? No. That's no. her idea? No. No. Dude, no. Yeah, that is terrible. Weak. Turn his mic off. No. Dude, he's suspended. <laughs> he's suspended for five minutes. Turn his mic off. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like when it, it turns me out when Tiki starts suspending people. I like this. He, he doesn't like to do Dude, I said turn his mic off. Oh, He's suspended for five minutes. <laughs> That's great. Andrew is in Wanta. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, what's going on, boys? Pleasure to be on. <laughs> Thanks for calling. So up, I, I was at Week 10 Giants-Cowboys in yes. Dallas. Yes. And I was so embarrassed, me, my brother, my dad, and mother. So embarrassed to even bring our Giants jersey the whole nine yards. Oh, that was hideous, man. The whole, we did the whole tour, everything. We got the tickets way in advance. I've never been so embarrassed as a Giants fan. Mm. Right. That was the most points the Cowboys scored all season long. Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to the trip. And, you know, it's just like they were talking to us as if we were the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> ha, 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 you guys suck. Like, this is hilarious. 
And I had to remind myself, they won a Super Bowl in 30 years talking to us. And, like, we forget, you know, the Giants really are the powerhouse of the NFC East in terms of long-term longevity. And, like, you know, the Eagles had that one Super Bowl. But, you know, come on here. Yeah. And then there, it brought me so much joy this weekend seeing them lose. Because I remember I was thinking about it the whole time, you know, that whole culture, all those tailgates going on. They're the best team in the NFL. And it's just, you know what, they lost. Yeah. And yep. it's, just, it's just a reminder of who they are and really they'll never be – They'll never be who they think they are. Well, they'll never be who they once were. They, they'll, they'll never be that team again. And so it gets hard, though. You got to be careful when you start debating history because the game is so different. And the, I don't know, the, the, like what the Cowboys' successes were in the 90s, and you can't match it, man. Like there are three championships and like the, the guys on that team, the Troy Aikmans and the, and the, and the Irvins, like those guys were amazing. Yeah. Emmett Smith. Like it's hard to like debate the history. Here's how you debate history. It's very simple. Pick the year you want to start debating. Yeah. So if you're a New York Giant fan, your response to Cowboy and Eagle fans are, well, since 2007, mm-hmm. we're clearly the preeminent team yeah. in the NFC East. Talk about the new millennium. <laughs> if you just start there, Giants win. If you start it since 2017, the Eagles are going to win. Now, if you go back further and you go into the 90s, then the Cowboys have a chance to win. So it really depends on when you want to start the debate. But I can understand being in that building on that afternoon because the New York Giants started Tommy DeVito. And at that moment, we didn't know what the hell Tommy DeVito was. And remember this about that Giant-Cowboy game. The Giants were 17-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yeah. They were, I think that was one of the biggest underdog spreads they've ever had. Right. So what occurred on that afternoon, you could argue, wasn't that surprising. No, of course not. That was the expectation. They lost by 32. Right. I mean, so the 17 was easily covered by the Cowboys. But it did, it did kind of start the Giants back on a little winning streak for a minute. Yeah, shockingly. Gave us some hope over the bye week. Commanders and then the Patriots and then the bye and they beat the Packers, Mm. who are now in the divisional round. Of the postseason? I mean, yeah, it did something for us by losing to the Cowboys by 32. And now we get to take some joy in the Cowboys being out as well as the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. You get to say to Cowboy and Eagle fans, we won as many playoff games as you did this year. Ha, 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 ha. Ed is calling <laughs> from I, I, Brooklyn. Well, I'm Actually sorry. better than what that. that? Dude, you got 15 seconds, No, bro. no, I was back. Just to alert you, we are not only better than them, we're better than Washington. The Giants remain the only undefeated team in 2024 in the NFC East. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> That's what I he guess, used. I guess I'll allow that. That's what he used his return from his five-minute ban to say. <laughs> it was worthy. Yeah. We're undefeated in 2024. <laughs> we are. You know what other team's undefeated in 2024? The Jets. Well, you don't see me walking around bragging about it. Maybe it's time you did. <laughs> Ed is calling from Brooklyn. What's going on, Ed? What up, hey, Ed? guys. What's up, dude? Uh, let, me, let me let you know why it's so much better when the Cowboys lose than when the Eagles lose. Now, uh-huh. when the Eagles lose, yeah, I'm a Giants fan. Tiki, a bleed giant blue. Awesome. But the Eagles, Philly, they're just, they're just ugly, mean people. Okay? They're just, they're just ugly people. And they enjoy others' losses, and they, you know, boo Santa Claus. They boo <laughs> Mike Schmidt. The Cowboys, the Cowboys think when they lose, there's something wrong with the moral order of the universe. <laughs> The only team that I hate even more, or oh, I say wow. almost as much as the Cowboys, is the Yankees. 
Okay, oh. and the Yankee Yankee fans have that kind of entitlement too. But the Yankees have won twenty seven World Championships. Yes. They, they've won twenty percent of the championships they competed for since they were invented. Yes, the Cowboys have had two eras: the Staubach era and the uh, Aikman era, yep. and that's it. I, I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Years ago, Jerry Jones on television during the free agent period, he said, "Free agents will take less money." For the chance to play for the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Unreal. So full of themselves. I, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, guys, I used to listen to the Cowboys postgame some years ago <laughs> on, the, on the feed. It was football porn. When they lost, <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. Oh, that's amazing. Like, this, this, is not, this shouldn't be allowed to happen. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, no, I, no, no, there is something. Ed is right about this. I've done this in the past, and... Uh, Ernie Acosta used to work here, producer of the Midday Show for a long time, still does this to this mm-hmm. day. And when he would do it, it's so much easier to do it now, is right after a team he hates would lose, he'd take out the Odyssey app and go to that local affiliate oh, and just listen to the tears and listen to them cry. So I completely understand that. What I saw, because I put out a poll earlier this morning. It was very early in the morning. I woke up very early this morning. And the first thing on my mind, besides firing Jacques Vaughn because he doesn't know how to coach, was, as a Giant fan, what'd you enjoy more? Very simple. The Cowboy loss or the Eagle loss? And the Cowboys did win the poll, and they are winning the poll. They got 57% yes. of the vote, 43% for the Eagles. They will. But when I went... We just beat the Eagles. So, like, we don't feel it as much as... Really? We you think yeah. beating them Week 18 changes us? Yeah, because they were trying to win. No, I, I, I right? agree with that, yeah. And it just got away from them. A.J. Brown gets hurt. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, all right, let's just pull back. And then the Giants just ran away from him. So I it felt that. good, even though it meant nothing. What I saw in the men's, and I saw a few people say this. They said, I'd normally say Cowboys bought Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Like, there is a uh, dislike for Sirianni that Mike McCarthy does not have. All right, and it's, by the way, that is Nick's fault. Like, he intentionally made himself unlikable. But this, the, his antics on the sideline yes. is like... I, I got you on this trick play that you know made put us up by three scores and yeah you don't have to like me like he made us dislike him as an opponent and specifically giant fans in the playoff game that lasting camera image of right. staring down the camera shaking your head that became the ultimate f you right that's why you have to be humble man <laughs> like when you have success and you know you're trending towards you know greater success or at least hopefully yeah you got to be humble man because like Tommy as, after every Lugauer right as soon as you fall start falling. People will pile on. Oh, yeah, especially the people that didn't like you, like Giant fans and like others. But I think to a lot of people, when you look at these two franchises, who you clearly hate, I don't think there's any question. The Cowboys and the Eagles are a passionate dislike in the NFC East. That could be the tiebreaker. Because nobody hates Mike McCarthy. No, You mock Mike McCarthy, but you don't hate Mike McCarthy. I don't mock Mike more. I I more mock Dak. You mock Dak. Right, and it's more like... (laughs) And it's not because I hate Dak, because I think he can be a good quarterback at times. But there's so many instances where he's just, dude, you just don't have that that extra it. You have a little bit of an it, but that extra little thing that you need to be great, you don't you don't have. And it's not your fault. It's just just the reality of it. And but with Nick Sirianni, like we talk about cowboy fans when they say, oh, I don't want Dak either. Dak's not my guy. I think it's getting to the point where Eagle fans are saying that about. Their coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video that's emerged from last night in Tampa where an Eagle fan. And the only reason I'm going to laugh about this is because it wasn't dangerous. Like, honestly, throwing something on the field is stupid. Mm -hmm. It is dangerous. You throw a bottle, it it could really injure somebody. But the reason I'm going to laugh about it, I want to make an excuse for myself, 
is that this gentleman threw popcorn. And popcorn <laughs> is very mm. funny, and it's also very peaceful. Yeah. And if you could gonna... catch it in your mouth, and like you'd be like, ah, I could, oh, oh, that sucks you threw that on me. But that actually was pretty salty and buttery. <laughs> I can see you doing it that. It's pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> That's something Sean would do at like a live event. <laughs> of course I'd pop it in my hey, mouth. They throw popcorn at him, and he's like opening his mouth like, feed me like I'm a seal. <laughs> Thank you. So there's a video of this Eagle fan uh-huh. throwing popcorn on Nick Sirianni. And every time I watch it, I crack up because, A, it's popcorn. And, B, yeah, it's I, not dangerous. It's not dangerous. And it exemplified the Eagle fan that has completely turned on a head coach that a year ago <laughs> had them in the Super Bowl. Right. Like, we've talked in this town Eating about Eating out of the palm of their hand. Oh, hand. yeah. Like, I'm a jerk. I'm perfect for you guys. <laughs> they were the last undefeated team this year. It was this year they were still eating out of right. his hands. That's what's so incredible about this collapse. Like, they're in the Super Bowl last year. They are undefeated. They are 10-1. and one. And if I would have said to anybody, despite the fact that the Eagles were 10-1 and one and they were flawed, and I think we all saw that, mm-hmm. but if I said to you at 10-1, and one, you know, Tiki, I think the Eagles are going to collapse, and it's going to get so bad Sirianni may be fired You'd say, come on, Evan. Yeah. What the hell's wrong yeah, with you? I, I mean, the, the jet loss was the first one that opened my eyes, but I thought, it's just an anomaly. Like, like the Bills, you took the Jets too lightly. You thought you could do whatever you wanted to do. End of the game, all we need to do is run out the clock. Let's throw the ball. He throws an interception, and it leads to, the, leads to them losing. That's arrogance. I've chalked it up to arrogance. Yes. As the game started to go on, you started to really say, this, something's wrong. And then when they... Put Desai in a demoted position and elevated Matt Patricia, who's been there for a half of a cup of coffee and doesn't have a clue on how to call defense for the personnel that you have. That that, that felt like desperation. Yeah, that's when you knew they were in trouble. A lot of desperation over the last few weeks. Now today is a very celebratory day. If you're a Giant fan, I ask you before I push the button: Do you want to hear from an Eagle fan? I mean, why not? Want to want to hear from an Eagle fan? Oh, we know what he's going to say. What's he going to say? You guys are in the playoffs. Oh, you think he's going to go that route? Yeah. Like, what time's the Giant playoff? <laughs> no, let him right. say that. Well, let's All find right. out. We I just, just want to know if he's actually upset with his team, like we heard yesterday from Cowboy fans who were stand-uppish, by the way, and said, we sucked, Dak sucked, Mike McCarthy sucked. Let's see what he said. All right, James and Seaford, how you feeling today, up, James? James? Guys, how are we doing? Mm, better than you. <laughs> did you stay up? Did you stay yeah. up till the end? Oh, to the last minute, of oh, course. God, why would you do uh, it to but, yourself, bro? <laughs> Because you're you're a fan of the team. What are you going to do? You want to you want to listen to the press conferences. You want to hear all that fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's Look, a good point. Here's the, here's, that's, that's here's good the point. deal. Ahead, and, and they didn't come out of the locker room for a while because Kelsey was announcing the team retirement, so it was a little later than I wanted. But anyways, Eagle fans <laughs> dislike this team more than anti Eagle fans. You know. <laughs> that was funny. That's okay, exactly like you guys, I mean, everyone's sitting here saying all this stuff. Like, that was exactly what it was for the Cowboys. Like, we hate our team, too. That's amazing. You all should be kind of mad that they're looking to get rid of Sirianni. Yeah. The way that coaching staff looked and the way how soft that team played last night. When, when, when this season did that change? Because, like I said earlier, you're in the Super Bowl, you're off to a 10 and 1 start. At what point People did you. The 49 a game. I, I, I point to the Seahawks game. That with the guy Drew Locke coming down the field scoring oh, 14 yeah. points in like three minutes. At that point, the, the number one seed was out the window. Right. The division was on its way to getting out the window. And then loss after loss after loss. It just compiled after that. The yeah. team just absolutely. I think that's where he lost the locker room. I think that's where the internal fights between A.J. Brown and the, the team 
That's where it started, Seattle. My, Interesting. That Let's... game was won with, with like four minutes left, and they blew it to Drew Locke. It, right. For those that have forgotten, thank you, James, and you're a good sport. Sorry for your loss. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime. 10-1 in overtime. So think about that. They beat the Chiefs on the road in the Super Bowl rematch. They beat the Bills in overtime. They're 10-1. and one. They are set up. That loss to the Niners in which they got absolutely destroyed, I remember thinking, okay, they're, yeah. they're not as good as the Niners. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Right. It's fine. They lose to Dallas. They get destroyed by Dallas. And I'm like, whoa, okay, things are getting interesting. The Seattle loss was alarming. And he's right. On a Monday night. They beat the Giants. Okay. Order is restored. And then they lose to Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals, who beat the Cowboys and the Eagles this season, and the Giants had that miraculous comeback earlier in the year. Yeah, even though the Giants, that first Giant game was a reset, it was a bit alarming because the Giants scored 25 points. They did, yeah, and they, they were in the game. Right. In fact, in hindsight, it's probably more embarrassing the Giants lost that game. No, you're right. Looking back <laughs> at it now, because the Eagles ended the season by losing six out of seven games. And, and I said this to you a few weeks ago, and I don't know now that the story is finished if you feel more or less like this, but I, a few weeks ago, I said, you know what this team reminds me of? And I used the 08 Giants as an example. The 08 Giants coming off a of year going to the Super Bowl, obviously winning the Super Bowl, yeah. different than Philly, but they were in the Super Bowl. They get off to this great start. They weren't 10 and 1, they were 11 and 1. Mm-hmm. Plexico Burris at 10 and 1 shoots himself in the leg. We all right. remember that. And it felt like that moment was what turned the entire season around. It did. The difference was the Giants didn't blow the division, and they didn't even blow a first-round bye because they played in the divisional round that year against Philadelphia, but then they lost at home to the Eagles. The Eagles lost everything. Like, they blew it down the stretch, but they lost a first-round bye, obviously, Mm -hmm. and they lost the division to where they're playing this road game in Tampa Bay. So their regular season collapse was worse than the Giant collapse, but it ended the same way, which was losing its first playoff game. But I think all these years later, it's been 16 years now, we go back and look at that season and say, hey, there was clearly a moment that screwed everything up, even if it's really more complex than that. Plaxigo Burris shot himself in the leg. It killed the whole season. Do we have that defining moment with the Philadelphia Eagles? The Niner game. Yeah. Well, well, that's a game. That's not a moment. Well, there was two moments. Bosa coming out after the game and saying exactly how they figured out Hurts, and Hurts hadn't been the same. Yep. And the big Dom fight on the sideline, getting him well, taken away, and he's yes, stopping on the sideline. Yeah. The rest yes. Of the no, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he wasn't allowed on the sideline again until last night. If I'm not mistaken, it was the next game that they moved on from Desai, or at least demoted Desai. Was it, was it the? I'm not sure how short after that. The, was. I think maybe it was after the Cowboys game because the Cowboys just blitzed them, right? And they scored 33 points. But as soon as that, it was a series of things. So I don't think it was one specific instance. I think it was a series of things that made you say this team is now desperate, right? This they can't handle uh, the San Francisco 49ers, their skill position guys, and teams are actively talking about. Oh, we figured out Jalen Hurts. We've got the answer for them, and the Buccaneers did last night as well. Yeah. You're not going to beat us with your arm. You're good, but you're not that good throwing the football. And so once he got found out, and then defensively, they just were in a rut, and they had to f- demote their defensive coordinator and elevate Matt Patricia, that was kind of the two-week kind of moment when the Eagles' season just really started to spiral. Now, they had a get-right game against the Giants, if you want to call it that. They didn't play great, but it was a get-right win against the Giants. But everything else, I mean, they were still in that spiral. 
Speaking of the Giants, I think one positive thought you want to have from what's going on in Philadelphia and Dallas is something we discussed last year, which is closing the gap. That was the term being used. Can the Giants close the gap on the Eagles and Cowboys? And in the regular season, I don't think anybody felt the answer was yes to that. They got destroyed by the Cowboys twice. Yes, they beat the Eagles at the end, but this was a six-win season. The Giants didn't close the gap. But as we sit here today on Elimination Day, Tuesday, January 16th, maybe the Giant fan feels the gap has been closed because of how inept these two franchises are. We discuss it next, plus more of your calls at 877-337-6666. On a very happy day, a celebratory day, ding-dong, the Cowboys and the Eagles are done! Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.